example is if you're working for a company for five years and somebody comes and you know just is brand new there they've been working there for a year and also the promotion comes to a new department or whatever and that person gets it and you don't right are you going to be happy right and are so you, are you like, going to be you know, are you going to be happy with the fact that be? this other person you, you'd be more happy that someone else I mean, obviously you're going to have the feelings and emotions of you wish you had that right. i'm not saying you can ignore that but can you get your heart? Is it operating out of the love of God, which would say, and good how, for you, I'm so glad that you got this promotion. And how do you look at that? To me, the way that I, you know, the, again, you have two choices. You're at a crossroads when that comes up as to how you choose to look at it. Yeah. I'm upset that this person got this promotion over me, or I wasn't ready for this promotion, and I didn't put my best foot forward. And so this is on me. Yeah. Like, I need to now go after the reasons why I, I didn't get yeah. it. And instead of clomping this person down to right. put me on top, I need to work harder to get myself to a place where it makes sense for me to get the promotion next time. Yeah. You have a choice as to which path yeah. to take there. And so many people take the, I need to clomp on these other people right. to get ahead yeah. path, and that's destructive. Yeah. Yeah. And it... You may get the promotion next time, yeah. but you don't, personally, you didn't make yourself better to get there. Yeah. Personally, you made yourself well, worse to right. get there. And and we can talk about this for a long time because, I mean, the attitude of, I deserve it. Right. 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 Um, the attitude of, I mean, when people come up to me and say, you know, I, I want to be a pastor, or when people come up to me and they, they're struggling at their job, and they're they're wanting that promotion, or whatever the case may be. My my first thing to say to them is, are you acting and doing what deserves a promotion? Right. Or are you waiting to get promoted and then you're going to start to work harder? Right. Yep. It's the opposite. No, you need to work as though you have a promotion. That you right. have what it takes to get the promotion before you're going to get it. Make it so um, that if they you, can't if you want to be not a, promote. Right. If you want to be a pastor, who are you pastoring right now? Right. What are you waiting for the title? Are you waiting for the job at the church? I mean, when I worked at Ace Hardware, you know, when I worked at Lowe's, I wasn't a positioned pastor, but I still pastored the people I work with. Why? Because that's who I am. That's right. that's part of my makeup. So. It's also to being a father, right? Yeah. Like, like I am a father to my kids, and so in all things, I need to be fathering my kids yeah. because that's not a title. No. So many people, so many of us think that. I'm a father because I have kids, no. but you're not. You're a father because you father your kids. Yeah. It's not because you have kids. Well, and you're male, so it's good. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, obviously. All right, so you're not good. a mother if you're not mothering your kids either. Right. Frankly, it can go either direction. Right. Exactly. You're also not grandpa if you're not grandpaing your kids, yes. right? Like in the end, the, the title, right. you have the title, you know, you could call yourself it almost is like doctors, right? Like those people that have doctors, it's because they were given one, right? Like Bill Cosby, I remember the big joke, like he had an honorary doctorate, right, at yeah. one point. And then, of course, everything happened with him, and everybody was like, oh, was that a great idea? You know, so he was Dr. Cosby. Yeah. But he didn't earn that. He didn't go to school. He didn't study. He wasn't doing anything to right. get that. It was just bestowed on him. Yeah. I am, yes, I have the... I am a father because I have kids, but I am not being a father unless I am fathering my kids. Right. right. There's a difference. Right. It's beyond that title yeah. is actually doing the act. So we're going to get back to love. And hence it does not parade itself, which we talked about. But then it says love, love has a self-effacing quality. Oh, God. 
What is self-effacing? It is not ostentatious. What does that mean? I have no idea. Should we Google that one? Yeah, Google that one. That's a tough one. But it, in the other one, it's, it's, it says it's not proud. So that's the same thing? Ostentatious is yeah. proud? It's, as, in other words, it's not ostentatious. So it does not dishonor others. Ostentatious. Characterized by vulgar or pretentious display. Designed to impress or attract notice. Yeah. So, so love is not designed to impress or attract, attract that's notice. That's why it's a self-effacing quality. Right. And how, you know, that was, that was what I struggled with the most. How was, so? Give me an example. Well, the fact of that, um, I struggled with the fact of that I, I had to pretend to, a lot of times to be knowledgeable, mm. right? Because, because I wanted to be seen. Right. I wanted to be noticed. Um, I had to do everything I could to to get people to notice me all the way back in high school. I would do stupid things like sure. pretend I tripped because okay. why people would laugh at me sure you know um, and so so that was a very big struggle, especially when you get married to an incredibly intelligent wife, a woman that just was just crazy intelligent. there was always this wanting to have people notice how smart I was, sure. even biblically, you know. Uh, you know, this is what I know about Scripture. This is what I know about Scripture. I mean, when I first started off, I first got saved, you know, I'd beat people over the head with the Bible instead of winning them to the Bible, mm -hmm. you know, because I knew all the Scriptures, and I planned that. I mean, that's how I, I you know, I, if I know every Bible Scripture, then I can fight with it. I can battle mm -hmm. with it, right? Um, and so that was when I struggled for a very long time, that, that instead of, I had to realize that, because I was told that leadership, you don't present any weaknesses. Sure. Right. But yet, Paul says, when I am weak, right, I am strong. And then I had to learn that. So, But does not love is something quiet. Love is not puffed up. Treating others arrogantly. It does not behave rudely, but displays good manners and courtesy. I mean, where has that gone in our world? Right. Good manners and courtesy. Don't go on social media. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Anywhere. Cesspool. Anywhere. I remember I, I remember I opened up a door for a woman one time going oh, into yeah. Cub. Yeah. And she's like, I can open my own bleep bleep door. Yeah. I'm like, I get it at the gym all the time because I go to work out. And as I'm walking out, you know, if there's somebody coming in, I always just grab the door. Guy or woman, man or woman, I always grab the door. Funny enough, like every guy goes through the door and goes, hey, thanks, bud. But I've had more than one woman who's like, I'm going to the gym. You think I need you to hold the door? Yeah. And I'm like, no, but I also don't want it to slam in your face because I'm not a jerk. Right. And so I'm just standing Well, just all in all courtesy. Right. Like, I, I don't mean, care if you can open the door yourself. I'm just standing here holding the door. Relax. I mean, good manners. I, I can go story after story. There, I won't go. That's too long a story. But, <laughs> but just good manners. Watch the way people eat. Yeah. I mean, just good manners. Just being polite. You know, courtesy. I mean... Well, I mean, it just doesn't exist anymore. It's all—it's all about me and what you can do for me and how I can get in front of you. And I had—I—I I was washing the windows at one of the churches I was working at, and I had one of the moms come up to me and say, "So how's that feel?" I was like, "What feel? Washing windows? Bet you don't do that at home." Huh? Like, <laughs> how do you know? First of all, I like, yeah, I always yeah. wash my windows at home. In fact, I'm the one that cleans my house most of the time, right? But there's this whole, like. What was that for? What was that shot for? Because I'm cleaning windows, so you take the. Anyways, that, 
Th- it's crazy too because like if you are just being courteous with people, it's it's almost it's almost like this massive surprise or this right. It is this no, it uh, is. this crazy thing right when you go hey thanks for that people. Okay. Yeah. It, it makes this awkward mm-hmm. weirdness. Do you remember what we remember random act of kindness back in our yeah. youth ministry days? Yep. Back when you were when I was your youth pastor. Right. We used to do random act of kindness, which is just doing kindness for people just out of the or just and we would go to Cub Foods, remember we would bag yeah. Yeah. and people wouldn't let us bag because they thought that we wanted something right. from them, yeah. remember? Because they, they wanted to, well I don't, I don't have any money. Well, I don't we're, need we're any just money. doing we're this because we're being kind. Oh yeah. yeah, really. Why are you guys doing it? Right. Raising but, money for what? Because we're nothing. being kind. Mm-hmm. But it's gone. It's, it's just, it's like you say, it's not even received well anymore when you do use good manners or courtesy. It's no, not people get weirded well. out by it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was, here's one, this is not good manners or courtesy, but this is a good story about that. So I'm, I'm colorblind. And so back when I had to wear shirts and ties to work, I had, I had this struggle before I got, before I was married and, and, and had somebody to help me with this, right? I had this struggle of like, how do we, how do you match things up when you're colorblind? I don't, so I either, I look like an idiot or I got lucky, right? Like one of the two things happened because I didn't know if things matched because I was colorblind. So I would, I would, I remember I was in a store and I don't remember what store it was, but I was in a store and I had a tie and a shirt and I was like, Hey, and some lady was standing there folding shirts or whatever. And I was like, Hey, you know, did these go to? You know, could hey, I'm colorblind. Could you help me out? Do these go together? Right. And I did this often because I didn't want to buy things that I didn't need. You know, didn't go together, and I didn't want to know. And she looks at me and she goes, "That's the stupidest pickup line I've ever heard." Oh, Jesus! And I was like, "Ah, uh, I'm okay." <laughs> Agreed, but has nothing to do with this conversation. Wow! But that was literally. It wasn't even. Kurt, it was it was like that whole right. the whole idea of human interaction oh, between yeah. each other. Yeah. Like there's got to be some reason why you're saying right. this to me, or you wouldn't be saying. And I just needed to know if they went together because I literally can't tell the difference. Yeah, it's just it's not received though. I mean, it's it's simple acts too. That's what's so interesting is that they're very simple acts that we can do to show God's love. And we got to remember that's not how someone receives it. It's about us doing it right. anyways, right? Right. But and then it says love does not seek its own, insisting on its own rights and demanding precedence. So love does not seek its own rights and demand precedence. Right. So it's not man, like that there's so much to unpack there too. I feel like all of these we could do an hour on. We probably could. But love does not seek its own. So so again, the premise of if it if this isn't returned to me. Or it's not putting me first, then it's not healthy for me. Is just not biblical. Right. And I keep going because it's gonna, it'll tie you. It'll tie in even more. So it does not seek its own, insisting at its own rights, demanding precedence. Rather, it's unselfish. So, even if it doesn't come back to me, even if it doesn't come back to this me, this is what I'm going. This to is do. what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to act. That's this is how I'm going to love. Right? Yeah. So anything we do, unselfish. Is an act of God's love towards somebody. Hmm. That's that's so counter to so many things being taught in, oh in the gosh. world today. It's yeah. so counter to it's all about self, right? Yeah. Self help could also be labeled <coughs> self love in a lot of oh ways. for sure. 
what is most important for you, that yeah. should go first. Right. And then if everyone else lines up underneath that, then they love you. Yeah. And if they don't, discard them. Stay away from them. Because it's not healthy. Not healthy. When that's actually the opposite. Being around people that disagree with you is more healthier for you than being around people that agree with you. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it expands your thinking. We're going to get some hate mail on this one. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> So, and then, this, and then it can even, even get this. We get further down the road. It's just, it's just so crazy. But love is not provoked. It's not irritable or touchy. Rough or hostile. But graceful under pressure. I don't know about how graceful you are <laughs> under pressure, but I can tell you just yesterday at work, I was not graceful under pressure, man. I... Being at that drive-thru window, I'm telling you, that's got to be one of the most difficult jobs I've ever had is working at Chick-fil-A. I'm just telling you straight up. It, it is to Every one of these things that we're listing right now, I'm having to try to put into practice and not succeed it on many times. But See, the thing with me and one of my, I think one of, like I've, I always think of this as like my superpower, right, is that I, under pressure, in instances like that, I just go into like, I, I call it, get stuff although i don't use stuff done mode like it, i just do i just do and i and i react and i do when i get stuff done now afterwards i'm often stressed mad angry you know not i mean i have but to still you respond mode, well but in the moment right. in the pressure so it's funny because yeah i will often have you know and it comes up a lot with work right like people will come to me and say oh my gosh that was amazing like, I don't know how you did all of that, right. but everything was exploding around you and you were just yeah. one thing. So we had, here's a story. We had, we were doing the NCAA championships for wrestling, right? And uh, it's on ESPN. It's a big deal. Like 17,000 seat, seat stadium, fire shooting out of the scoreboard kind of production, right? This is what's going on for the wrestling championships. And... We're sitting there. Everything's going. Match like three out of I think there's ten that are ha that happen in the finals. Match like three. We start to hear this like beeping noise, beep beep, and there's all this noise and crowd and all this stuff is going on. And I'm like, are you guys hearing this noise or is this in my head? Like, what's happening here? I look down and I realize we have these battery backups that are kind of around, right? Mm -hmm. That we have things plugged into and they're plugged into power. And in a perfect situation, they don't beep because they're plugged into power. We have no power. We're running off of this battery. Well, we have ESPN cameras and all of these announcers and all of these computers are all running off of these batteries effectively, which, as you can imagine, they've got like three to six minutes of life in them, and then they go dead. Right. So this whole thing is about to shut down unless we figure this out. So, of course, everyone is just like, Panic. Oh my gosh, panic, you know, ESPN is shutting, like, he shut stuff down, so, you know, what can we turn off and all this stuff, and everybody's freaking out, and I, and I immediately, like, guys, go grab all of these batteries that we have, and let's all string them together, so they start running, I go to try to find the guy that's doing, so that, like, that's, the result was we had, like, 15 of these little battery backups strung together, so we had power until the power guy, and the power guy comes over and he's like, "Well, I don't know what's going on here," you know. And I'm like, "Nope." So I start unplugging this thing and plugging it into different outlets until I find one that works. Everything comes back up, and the guy's like, "Man, you're not supposed to do that." And I'm like, "Buddy, look around, man. We do not have time to diagnose exactly what's going on here. We got to figure this out." And again, 
afterwards, I'm like, I'm mad at this guy. I can't believe that they had power go out. How do you not have, you know, all this stuff. But in the moment, yeah. it was, no, I don't have time to sit here and process this with you. We got, I'm just going to plug it in until I find one that works. Yeah. So that's the way I process things. So to me, like that pressure is totally normal. But to other people, it's not. Like people well, fall apart in that. Well, yeah. And, and which and, is okay. I, I think I'm the same way. I think it's part of the characteristic of a guy or a man is when there's something wrong like that, like something these something isn't working. I'm gonna do something, whatever I can do to get it fixed. But when you talk when you're dealing with people right. that are crabby, liars, grumpy, mean, you know, mm-hmm. belligerent. Right. Consistently. There's... Now you have to take that same thing and you have to apply it. Exactly. Now you have to apply all those other things we talked about right. in that moment. Right. Yeah. The hardest part for me is the people that, the residual, right? Like I, again, I would be fine with those people, but then away from that is when I would have to vent that somewhere. Oh, yeah. And if that's in the wrong place... That could destroy some relationships yeah. fast, right? Because yeah. you you can't just this person didn't do anything. That's why this is good. But you're unloading on that. You have you have relationships with other men that you can right. you can go and talk to and unload on. That you can say something to them and not going to hurt their feelings or get mad or whatever the case may be, but will be there to listen. And then you can go to those ones that you love when you aired out. Yeah, but that's a whole other right. story. Love is not provoked. Irritable, or touchy, rough, or hostile, with grace, wonderful. Love thinks no evil. Thinks. <laughs> not th- Love thinks, thinks no evil. no evil. Good luck with it that It does one. not keep, here's one that every single one of us, it does not keep an account of wrongs done to it. Right. That's a tough one. Instead, I mean, just, again, how many people are out there right now being taught, you should be writing down everything that happened so that then you can... Go back and come up with the pattern of, of yeah. wrongs that this person committed yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that new like When you say knowledge. that, it almost seems like, oh, that's not a bad right. idea. I should do that because then I, you know, but yeah. but it, that's not what this says. No, it's like kind of like that commercial knowledge you see on during football games, that one where they throw the red. What is it when they throw the red thing out there? The challenge flag? The yeah. challenge flag. Let's go back and look let's and see if that's really what you said. Yeah, let's go back and look and see if I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like yeah. you know, you keep that challenge flag so you can right. throw it out on every single person that does you wrong and you remember it, you know. And uh, I dealt with that all my growing up life, you know, that right. we were constantly told to remember all the dysfunction and all that kind of stuff. But the, the reality is love thinks no evil. It does not keep an account of wrongs done to it. It erases resentments. Here's, yeah, here's the two, you pair those two things together. It keeps no record of wrong and erases resentments. Here's how I, because I don't keep record of wrong because I don't have a good memory. And so I don't remember it. You have a great memory. But, it's just short. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that's exactly it, actually, because I somebody will say, you know, well, you said this. And I'll go, well, no, that's not exactly what I said. So I am, you know, I, I don't keep a record of wrong, but I will have resentment yeah. in that moment yeah. with, oh, here's exactly what I did actually say. Right. Well, that's not helpful. That's not love. No. Is there like, I don't care what you actually said. No. What did you mean by it? What, you know, what, what are right. we talking about here? Right. Oh yeah, that's and a big. If one you're for married, it's a big one for me. That's most that happens most of the time. That's why, you know, one piece of marriage advice is always. So what I hear you saying is, right. Right, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, so that's what love. Love does it. It. it um, Gosh. 
Keeps no record of wrong. Erases. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. In other words, finding the satisfaction in the shortcoming of others and spreading an evil report. Mm. Gossip. Rather, it rejoices in the truth. Mm -hmm. Great question there is, can you find truth in someone that you don't want to find the truth? Right. You know? I mean, the, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes oh, yeah. you're like, no, I don't want to like this Well, it's person. so easy. One of the things that I've done in the past is I've told groups, I was like, okay, think of somebody you dislike and why. And usually you can. Oh, for sure. Oh, I know exactly who that is. Now think of somebody you love and why. It takes a little bit longer a lot of times. We're Just so quick crazy. to remember evil. We're so right. quick to remember the, somebody's wrongs that are done to it. Um, it's Why? It, I mean... It, why? Why do we go that way as people? Why is I that I think it justifies ourselves. Oh, that's tough one, dude. <laughs> I can't believe you just went there, right? <laughs> well, I, I think it does. No, I mean, if, so but I, we, I think we need to go there. So we want to see the negative. We want to go to the negative first or see the wrong first because then it justifies ourselves. Justifies it the wrong makes us. us look better. Mm -hmm. We can go, hey... I'm not as bad as this, so then I must be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly rejoices in iniquity, finding satisfaction in the shortcoming of others. Gosh. And that's not love. No. No. And if we don't know love, we don't know God, which is what we said earlier. Yeah. So if that's what we're doing. Yeah. Man, then we're yes, this is a tough So one. I mean when this we're is saying tough. All, well when you're saying all this, that's why we need God's love so bad right that's why we need to experience his love and need to trust in his love because in ourselves we can't do any of these this things. feels yeah it almost as we continue to go down this it feels nearly impossible it well it is that's why i mean imagine jesus hanging on the cross being spit on by people i mean right, right. i mean just that thought in itself the reality of they're spitting on the very one that's going to the cross to die for them so that they could have life so that they can have redemption so that they can so their sins can be forgiven but yet they're spitting on them you know uh it, it, you know i mean once again it's we cannot do this outside and without god we can't love in this manner without him without his experience and loving us we can't we can try and we can do good sometimes mm -hmm. but the reality is you're right it's impossible but that's why the scripture says what's impossible for others is possible for God um, uh, because when I can if I can remember the cross in situations where I'm having a difficult time in relationships with someone if I can go wait a minute God you died for that one <laughs> just like you died for me the other scriptures I talked about um you know um, don't look at anybody else's sin and think oh I, I got that covered mm -hmm. you know no you you've got just as many as that person does you've right. got probably more Right. And so the reality of I'm just as much a sinner as that one is or that person is, you know, I mean, there's so many avenues to the reality of all of these things that we're talking about has to do with us believing others better than who we are and better than ourselves. Us realizing that that we're not somebody that everybody needs to become. We're actually someone that needs to help somebody become someone or something. Mm -hmm. And um so finding satisfaction, shortcoming other and spreading evil, rather rejoicing, aggressively advertising the good. Aggressively advertising the good. I love that. I love that. Again, it's action-oriented. Right. And it's it's actually not just sitting back and allow it's 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 actually getting out yeah. and, and 
doing taking right. action advertising the good right. you know the one thing that i was very that was very hard for me as a as a parent was i was very critical i always found what my kids did wrong mm-hmm. my daughter would come out and she'd be like dad come in and see i clean my room and i go oh you didn't clean your turtle tank right right then i read this aggressively advertising the good so i learned it late my kids were probably about 12, 13 years old by the time so I figured I'm out. There, yeah. But, you know, um, so now, so what I ended up doing is my younger daughter cleaned her room, and I came in it, and there were some things that obviously weren't done. I said, wow, this is the best-looking room I've ever seen. And then she went over to a friend's, and I, I made a poster. I drew a marker and poster saying, cleanest room ever. Nobody's room is clean. And so when she got into her room a little later on, she saw the poster. Aggressively advertising the good. Right. I mean, why not find the good of what something somebody did instead of constantly finding what's wrong with what somebody did? Right. Um, and that's one that I love to do. I really do. I, in fact, it sometimes be as detrimental to me because I'll moment. believe people that I probably shouldn't. Right. I'll trust people that I probably sure. shouldn't because I I want to believe the best of people. I want to see the good in them, and I'll find the good in anybody majority of the time um and like i say sometimes that's backfired on me because what they were doing wasn't right good and so you know but at the same time i'd rather i'd rather believe the good in somebody than the evil right period just think about in the room cleaning situation right if if i mean we'll use that exact example you know hey the fish tank wasn't or the turtle tank wasn't clean right. though if the whole rest of the room was clean really well does the fact that the and, and that and that was never something that they did before, right. right? So you have two choices. Again, we're not talking about like perfection and not. We're talking about you have two choices in front of you. You could have a room that's not cleaned at all, or you could have a room that's cleaned except for the turtle tank. Right. What you're trying to tell me is you'd rather have a room that's not cleaned at all right. than one that's cleaned except for the turtle tank, where you can go, hey, you know what? Three days later, when they don't remember when they don't associate it with cleaning the room, yeah. hey, I'm going to clean your turtle tank. You should come and help me do this. Yeah. Now you can do that together, yeah. and you know, and, and the rest of the room is clean. Yeah. And so then the whole thing is done, right? And, and then maybe the next time they do it themselves, or maybe they don't, you have to do it every time. But point being, room not clean at all, room clean except for the turtle tank, why are we so bent on not wanting this? Right. Because... We'd rather have this. It, like, it, it doesn't make any no, sense to me. Take this, rejoice in this, and then make this the baseline right. and on. build off of that. Yeah. Because now you take room clean except for the turtle tank and you build off of that instead of room a complete disaster and you're trying to build off of that. You're you know replacing what? those two things. Yeah, and think of it this way. Like, we'll go back to the very statement that we started this, started this podcast off with. The one who knows me best is the one who loves me most. Now I'll change that. The one who knows me best knows all my mistakes the most. Right. Right. Oh yeah. What if Jesus decided to keep records it's of not, wrong? It's not <laughs> that it's the saying that's the part with that saying that gets me so much is the one who knows me best is the one who loves me most. Right. Not the one who knows all of the good things about me. No. Loves me most. No. The one who knows me best. Which knows every so the mistake I've ever knows, made. Yeah. And the one will. who knows when I Stub my toe and I give the old F and jammer. Yeah. That one yeah. who knows every time that I, you know, yeah. kick some dust underneath the rug instead of picking it up. Yep. Yeah. That one also is the one who loves me yeah. most. 
there are people who love me who don't know any of those things. Right. If they knew all of, if you know, you've, I think right. you've said it before, like if we all had a TV screen yep. that said our thoughts, right? Like, what would the world be like? Right. That's how God knows us. Yes. This right. is one hundred percent how God knows. And us. like I say, if Jesus and were, he if loves Jesus us were to keep re, keep records of wrongs, oh, good luck. He would have never went to the cross. Right. We wouldn't exist. No, because the he flood said, for the joy set the before him, he endured the cross. What was the joy? The very fact that what he is going to do was going to save the human race, mm-hmm. despite what humans were doing. I mean, if I mean, if Jesus kept records of wrong, it, we'd be the Old Testament. Right. We'd all be dead. We would have never survived the flood. No, we'd all be dead. We'd be gone. We'd, we'd, be, we'd be locusts would eat us and right. kill our crops and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, and that's why, you know, that's once again, one of the things we have to remember is this is how God moves towards us on a daily basis. This is, these things are, because he is love. So these are the th- exact ways that he moved towards us. He doesn't keep records of wrongs. You know, he, he, he doesn't envy. He doesn't boast. He's not proud. Um, all these things are, are, are a description of how God moves towards the human race. Mm-hmm. And now we're just going to close it up because now it's... Well, hold on. I'll, I'll tell you before we close it up. Well, not close of, it up, but I was oh, just going to say finish reading oh, the yeah, scripture. Right, finish reading it. But it said, Love bears all things, defending and holding other people up. Love believes the best about others, credits them with good intentions, is not suspicious. See, we can we can dig into all these. Like basically, you're saying, yeah. I mean, the the credits them with good intentions is not suspicious. Is basically the you know how we would put that now is you give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's a hard one. Oh yeah, that's I like I don't I struggle with that one. Yeah, I struggle that one hard. It's it's, it's tough when I'm like, I know what this person where they're going, and then in the back of my head I go, but do you? And I'm like, oh crap, what if I'm wrong? Yeah. What if I'm wrong? That's to me. That's giving somebody the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Is in the back of my head. I think all of the assumptions you've made about this person. What if they're wrong? Right. What if the person you know, Josiah and I have this joke because there's this white truck that cuts us off all the time going to our house. We call it the guy that's got a is going home from work and has to poop real bad because the guy cut off Josiah when he was first learning how to drive, and you know, boom, roars around the corner and Josiah's trying to take it super slow because he's learned how to drive. And Josiah pulled over on the side of the road and he gets out and he's, I can't believe people drive like this. That's yeah. dangerous. And I said, what if that guy has to poop? Yeah. And he's like, what? And I'm like, he's coming off. Think about it. He's coming off from work. Just had a long day. If he doesn't get home, he's making a mess in his truck. Yep. And, th- and he was just like, and he started laughing. And now every time we see that truck, because the guy lives in our neighborhood and he's got like the side of his business written on his truck. So you recognize it every time yeah. he goes, there's the poop guy. Yeah. And it's, you know, and yeah. so whoever that guy well, is. I mean, and, then, and that's the thought process that I ended up having to change is, you know, not what that person's attitude and behavior is producing, but where is it coming? From? Right. You don't know. You don't know their story. That's what I love about John Eldridge. That's what I love about the basics is the fact of that, you know, one thing we're constantly told is you don't know a man until you know their story. And you don't. Right. I don't care how much you know a man and you've known him for years. If you haven't heard his entire story, the entirety of the story, you don't know him. Mm -hmm. And and I'm telling you, if we could know everybody's story. When we did the year with men and we had that story time. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I, in my head... I'm like, okay, I know what... And then you hear their story, and you're like, I had no idea. Yeah. I, had, oh. I had no idea. No. 
I mean, I if you would have asked me to guess ten things about this person, yeah. ten would have not been what they just said. No. no. Let alone one, two, three, four, no. five. And you think about that, Denny, and we can go off into a whole other tangent, but you think about that, that's how many men live is that pretend life because they're never invited into telling their story. Right. Because they think that somebody's going to respond to them in the opposite of opposite all of these of ways. Oh, yeah. Look at them. Hold something against yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Keep sure. a record of it. Oh, that person did this. Yeah. I'm going to hold on so to that one. So now they're not a good Christian because he yeah. did this. Right. right. Oh, exactly. You know, I mean, so that's one of the things I try Man. to put into practice is the fact of when I'm, when there is a belligerent person or a person that's mean or whatever, you know, what's the backstory? Mm-hmm. Because nobody, I don't, I believe every person has the choice or has the, the reality of being good. I don't think anybody wants to hate somebody or be mean to somebody. I, and so there's, instead of going, man, look what that person's doing, maybe you go, where is that coming from? And even more so, maybe this is the day it changes. Right. People can change. Yeah. And you know, maybe I, you're part I, of that. Yeah. I mean, I had this conversation with Josiah today, right? My son is... Hey, yeah, maybe that was the way this person is, but maybe they want to be different, or maybe they are different, and they can. And maybe this is the day that they want to change. Yeah. And so we have to allow them to, because. And that's what's so. That's what love is. That's, exactly. That's what's so important about love. The very fact that someone that gets loved, despite what they're doing, there's so much power in that it could give them the unction to want to change. Right. Because some of them probably, and I've said this in my own life, I can't. Right. This is like you said. Like you said before, I do it all the time. I call you all the time. I can't do this. This is who I am. It is who it is. What it is. That's is what it is. I can't stand that. And I yeah. actually, Erwin McManus just says that on his video about that is what it is, and he goes, "That's the most idiotic statement." Because <laughs> yeah, no, it is what you make it. And I say that all the time. It is what you yeah. make it. It's not it is what it is. And I've said that to you. No, but yeah, so I mean, so I mean, there's, I mean, all of these things that we're reading are difficult. But at the same time, when we, when the more we experience the love of God in our own life, the more we're apt to be able to resort to loving somebody else. It's just the truth. And how do you get the love of God? Well, that's how you get into His Word. You get into His presence. You get along other men that uh, are have have like-minded hearts. You you talk about Scripture like this. Um, and exactly what we're doing is how you will exude and you will pour out. You'll be a conduit of love more than a, a restrictor of it. Um, I, I, you know, there is no, I don't believe there's no set exact steps that you can, now I can really be a good lover. Right. Um, uh, but I think, uh, I think that the more we experience God's love, which is this, uh, the more we're apt to be able to resort to that when something, when someone comes against us. And love bees, believes the best about others, credits them with good intentions is not suspicious. Love hopes all things, never giving up on people, but affirming their future. Love endures all things, persevering and remaining loyal to the end. In other words, the, the statement that it says in the other one is love never fails. Just Perseveres and never gives up. Yep. That's like the... Never giving up on people. On people, right. <laughs> right. Right. Too little, too late. Out the door. Yep. Oh yeah, and why do you think loneliness is one of the major major killers of people? Why? Because they gave up on people right. or themselves. Right. They gave up. Why do you think suicide's such a big yeah. thing? When you give up on yourself, yeah. Or or the people around. Why you, do you think the shootings are happening? Right. They're giving up on people. Right. Live life is not valuable to them somehow, some way, you know. 
Um, Here's the scariest part about this whole passage that you just read to me is, is where, what are you reading out of? What are you reading this out? I mean, this is a Bible, Bible verse, obviously, yeah. but but this little book that you're that breaks all this down. Oh, it's my it's my marriage ceremony. It's a marriage ceremony. Yeah. So I read uh, this you've marriage. done a lot of marriage ceremonies. Yes. How many times do have you said these verses during marriage ceremonies? Oh, every single marriage ceremony. Every single every marriage world. ceremony. How do people get married ever if this is the standard by which you're agreeing to live by? Jesus, <laughs> right? Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. How many marriages, if every single marriage that you've done, yeah. So let's let's just use the number one hundred. Yeah. You've done a hundred marriages. Okay. A hundred times you've said, "Hey, here is the, here's the rules by which you will operate in this marriage," and you listed all these things out, mm-hmm. and then you go, "Do you agree to these rules?" And she says, "Yes." You go, "Do you agree to these rules?" He says, "Yes." Out of that hundred. How many of them really understand what they're agreeing to? Well, I don't, once again, I, I yeah, I, I see where you're, where you're going, what you're saying, but I think that... If we a, understood this... But we also understand where it comes from. That's what makes it... Man, you, I mean, you could change... I mean, you're changing families and, and again, this is like... I, I just, I feel like... Again, again, I just I feel like if we grasped this fully, yeah. it changes the way you look at things. It oh, yeah. changes how you approach everything. Everything. It changes how you approach yourself. Yeah. It changes how you approach your relationship with God, and it changes how you approach your relationship with others. It's it's an automatic. Your kids, everything. other your name. I That's mean, it changes everything, and it's so. It's the basic by which it's the basic tenet by which. Everything is built off of it's what we read last week, right? What is the most important commandment? Love your, your lo- Lord, love your, your God. Neighbor as love God, love your neighbor. Yeah. Those are the two most important things. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, don't kill people, don't steal stuff, don't no. covet. Like, no, it was. So if you don't understand this one, right. and you're not living out of this one, then all those other things are. I mean, you're kind of just doing the dang thing, right? You're missing a pretty big point. At least making an effort to live this way. Trying, yeah. Yes. At least making an effort to live this way. And I'm not saying like I like again, this is not a oh, I'm doing this and so everyone else should. At all. This is a holy crap. Yeah. When you have this realization, it changes the way you look at everything. Right. And and the realization of that we cannot do it. We cannot love in this manner outside of the experience of love from the Father in this manner. We no. can't. You, you can't. I would have. I don't think I would. I can't de- predict what my future would have been like before my wife loved me unconditionally the way she did. But I certainly know that um, I had no idea how to love people. Right. At all. Now, not, now, my mom loved me the best she could. My dad loved me the best she, best he could. Um, you know, they did what they could do, That they, the knowledge that they had. But the more I read scripture, the more I read about Jesus, because the Bible says that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Well, if, if God is love, then Jesus is love. Mm-hmm. And he's the visible image of that on the streets like right. we live. 
And I continually read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. I, I continually get into those books. Why? Because I want to see how he responds to people. Because he's responding out of love. Well, Mike, he said, away from me, Satan. Yeah, he did. Right. Out of love. Out of love, yeah. Here's another crazy part of that, right? Is that the it, Jesus, it, the Bible says, Jesus is in you. Yeah. So if Jesus, so that love is in us. Come on. If, if we know Jesus, then that love is in us. Right. And that's how we should then respond to God. Because Jesus constantly was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm only telling you what the Father tells me. Right. Jesus was always like, hey, I'm, I'm only doing what God tells, what the Father tells me to do. Right. Now that is inside of us. Right. And we have the ability to then basically combine or to agree with that and yep. to agree to walk with that and to do only what to. the father tells us to do right we have that ability we can do that again we have to it's a choice yeah and the craziest part to me is as i go back to the first statement right is that god is love and if you don't love you don't know god right, right? you can't bits and piece this out whoever but anyone who does not love does not know god for right. god is love right so you can't Say, well, you know, man, I'm going to try to be kind and I'm not going to, but I'm going to definitely hold records of wrongs because some people, we deserve should know it. all the things that they deserve it. They deserve what it. they did to me, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. And no, what? I don't, I, you're right. That person, that person probably has some things. Said some, here's what I was getting yep. to though. And this is where I get a little kind of upset. Well, you don't know what they said to me on Facebook. No, I don't. Who cares? Right. I mean, no one's flogged you or left for dead. No one's whipped you. No one's beaten you. No, I mean, okay, so they said that you were a moron and they hate your guts. All right. Not my friend anymore. Don't, yeah, we're not saying like, hey, you need to, you, you know, you need to invite them over for dinner. Right. No. But it does say keep no record of wrongs. Right. So don't chew on it. Don't sit there and renew your mind with that. Right. What that person said. And the next time that person comes to you and says, hey, you know what? I was wrong. Right. You don't go, well, that's too damn bad because right. you said it. Right. And it upset me. I really believe that. therefore, actually, away from me, right. Satan. I really believe, actually, <laughs> what, what's happened in my marriage is my wife, I've said way more bad things to her over our 36 years than she's ever said to me. But the, the moments where she said things that were upsetting to me. Um, the moments that I didn't respond or react out of anger back mm -hmm. and the moments I was patient and the moment that I decided that I'm not going to, I'm not going to lift myself up in this situation and blame her for it. It's funny how, when you choose to operate out of love towards another person in those moments, how God operates in the person. And two weeks later, she would come to me and say, you know, two weeks ago, I said this to you and I'm so sorry. Without me ever saying, I can't believe you did that to me. I right. totally believe that that's how God's love works. So Bart from the Wild at Heart team, he does a talk and he says that either you can advocate for yourself right. or God, God can, can advocate have. for you, but you can't both do it. Right. So which one would you rather right. have advocating for you, you right. or God? Right. Yeah. That's what that's your that's what you're showing oh, right there is 100%. that you allowed God to advocate for you yeah. and He did. Right. I do that. I do that with my my kids frequently now. Where, again, they say things and I'm like, you, you know, I'm gonna come over there and 
you're no, you're gonna do this because I said it and I'm dad. Right. And instead, it's all right. Right. Well, we can head down that road. I don't think it's a good road to head right. down. And I can tell you that this is not leading to health and happiness for you. Right. But I'm here. I'm your dad. And yeah. we'll start walking down that road. And it doesn't usually get very far right. before they turn around and go, well, hold on a second. Is there a better way to do this? Yeah, I think so. Right. Let's try this. And and once again, you know, one you know, one of the things that we can't get confused about is, you know, if if you're a, if you're a wife and your husband is physically beating you. Yeah, yeah, let's not get You know, and your life is in danger. Right. You know, that's not something you go, well, I need to be patient with him. You no, know, if, I mean, you, if I mean, you're a guy and a guy's beating on you, right? I right. mean, I mean yeah, yeah, we're a, not we're not, you know, we're not yeah. saying that. And there are some there are some people out there that We'll teach you that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, God says he's slow to anger. It does, right. Anger is not necessarily something wrong, but, he, you know, it's, 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 he's slow to anger. And so, so once again, you can go so far one way with this right. and then you can go so far the other way with it. And it's, it, the most important thing is, is asking the question, mm-hmm. God, what would you do in this situation? What are you doing with this person? What is going on? Um, and I think the important part is keeping this, this stuff in mind. Right. When you're making those decisions, right. right? Like, am I walking in all of these things? Yes. Okay. Then I'm okay to proceed forward. Right. right. However that looks. And understanding that, once again, I said this like six times already, and understanding that this is how God approaches us. Right. Every day. It's because without Christ, a lightning bolt would have killed me a long time ago. Right. You know, for sure. And, uh, and the realization that Jesus made that sacrifice for a person like me, I'm pretty sure that I can try to sacrifice and love others. I mean, give a little effort. He gave his life up for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. While I was still a sinner, he still died for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose him. I was running from him. He chose me. When I was telling my wife, who the F is God, and if he was God, blah, 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 there is no F in God, he still was looking at me going, that's mine. Mm-hmm. He's mine. I'm going to get him. He knew that's how you were going to address him, yeah. or you were going to have relate to him, yeah. and he still, still loved you. Still approached me in this manner. Still approached you in that manner. Yeah. Knowing, it's not. it wasn't like, I'm going to approach him in that manner, and then when he responds to me like this, then I'm going to switch gears. No. No, it was, I know he is going to respond to me in this manner, but I am still going to approach him in this yeah. manner. That's the part that makes me go, holy crap. Yeah. The one who knows me best is the one who loves me most. He knew you were going to, Jesus knew those people were going to spit on him. Yeah. And he still went, all right. And so to this day, people are still denying him Mm -hmm. and his very existence or very act. But yet, this is how he approaches every one of them, Mm -hmm. despite their religious beliefs. All right, I think we can end this one. Wrap there. That's a lot, man. I mean, we've gone down this path a few different times, and I'm so excited, like, to get these things and to be able to get this out. This is so, it's so good. And again, it's so weird that we would have that this topic. I, I was about, I was just about to say that we chose this topic, but we didn't choose this topic. Well, chose this us. topic chose us. Yes, that's right. I don't know that either one of us went. Here's what we should talk about. Yeah. Right? No, it just. Like, it just sort of has happened. And it's so funny that to start off this podcast, you know, that we're just doing, 
two guys. Like, we're going to pick talking about, we're not going to pick, that the topic of love and what it means is the first thing we're going to tackle. So that's super cool to me. Um, it's been great. I don't know if it's over, frankly. I, every week I think, holy crap, I don't know where else we're going to go with that. And then we come back together and we're like, oh, here's a whole new direction. So I don't know that we're done with this topic, but it's been super good so far. So if you haven't been, go back, listen to the other ones. We're not that far deep down this road. Three, ep, three four, whatever, however many episodes, go back and listen. Uh, like and subscribe to the channel. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on mantoman.org. We have events coming up. Go to the events tab. Check that out. Um, big year coming in 2023. Oh, a, big a, a big year. I'm super excited. I, um, yeah, I just I'm ready. I'm ready to, to see what it, it happens because it's it's super cool yeah. as to what we have coming up. So. And once and once again, for all you that are all you that support man to man, we just say thank you yeah. uh, for your generosity. Uh, you know, your generosity is what's going to help move this thing forward, and it's going to cause life change in a lot of men mm -hmm. and so for those of you i know it's the end of the year or right now this this podcast is beginning of the year probably yeah yeah but today is today the is the end of the year yeah. today is you know we got two more days till new years uh i just want to say a personal thank you for everyone of you that are contributing and and financially and in all sorts of other ways your prayers are most important mm -hmm. just be praying for this that next year we we can affect men's life like crazy and see see lives change i'm excited for it. Thank you.